7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. And a very good evening and uh, thank you for joining us on SAFM uh, Sport On on the Monday after a thrilling weekend of sporting action, especially as far as South African sportsmen or individual sportsmen are concerned. I mean, there were excellent performances from a number of them, including or none bigger than Eric van Rooyen, who, who won his first European PG, European Tour title uh, this past weekend by claiming victory at the Scandinavian uh, Invitational. There was also Steven Mokoka who broke a 22-year-old national half-marathon record on Sunday, the first South African to dip under 60 minutes on a standard course. He finished fourth in Argentina at the Buenos Aires half-marathon crossing the line in 59.51 seconds, cutting six 16 seconds of the previous mark, which had been set by former New York Marathon winner Hendrik Ramala back in 1997. In the sprints, Karina Horn won the women's 100 meters race in 11.01 seconds at the meeting Madrid, just 0.03 seconds outside her own South African record. Also in football, well done to Mamelodi Sundowns for advancing to the next round of the CAF Champions League where a win will see them get to the group stages. But more misery for Orlando Pirates who were knocked out by the Green Eagles of Zambia. And what about that incredible third Ashes test between Australia and England won by the English by just one wicket? What a sensational performance there by Ben Stokes. But I think cricket has to be the winner here. Such drama further proof that test match cricket is still alive and kicking but then today our monday started off on a very sad note with the news of the passing of sabc uh, sports analyst david kekana who we will pay tribute to on the show there was also the springbok squad announcement today some say it was a boring squad announcement no surprises the 31 players that made the final camp in bloemfontein have all been selected by coach arasi Rasmus, who made the announcement in johannesburg this afternoon so we also are going to talk about that we'll take a deep look at the springbok squad uh, see who was unlucky to miss out if there were those that were unlucky to miss out and we'll speak to um the Lions coach, Swasty Brain, who was also part of the Springbok uh, squad, but he did uh, pull out due to personal reasons. And we'll also hear from uh, Kanyiso Tuaku, who works with us here at SABC Sports. So if you want to weigh in on the Springbok squad announcement, feel free to call us at any time on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 41391. And we take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. And also, if you want to pay tribute to the late uh, David Kekana, we're going to talk about that later on the show you can uh, send us your uh, voice notes on 0614104107 and for those on social media we're using the hashtag SAFM spot on at SAFM radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter so then let's get the thought and pick the, the thoughts and pick the brain of coach Swasty Brain just to get his uh, views on this Springbok squad announcement coach good evening from us on SAFM we hope you're well and thank you for speaking to us yeah, no, I'm fine. Thank you very much. It's uh, I'm getting better every day, so it's nice to speak to you guys. That's great to hear, Coach Swayze. Your thoughts, what do you make of the squad that's been chosen by Coach Rassi today? Yeah, to be honest, not, not no surprises, eh? Uh, Rassi planned this, almost this squad. I was with him for 15 tests, and uh, yeah, uh, that's virtually what I expected. No surprises whatsoever, as far as I'm concerned. Does that then, uh, Coach Swayze, talk to the to the honesty of, of Rasia Rasmus? He seems to have been very open, not only with the players, but also with the media, and that's why people are saying it was a boring squad announcement, because there were no surprises. 
Yeah, that's how I know Rossi. I know him for years, and we work close together. He's what you what you what you hear is what you get. Uh, he's straightforward. He's from the heart, and uh, yeah, that is uh, that's that's exactly what I expected. Uh, you know, you would do, and uh, it's great. I can't wait to see the guys perform. Would you say there's a nice mixture of experience here with guys that have been at three World Cups, like the likes of Beast, Franstein, also in there? I think that's the biggest uh, the, the the recipe that's so well. The, you know, he's got the, the blend between the guys who played and experience with three World Cups, and exciting new youngsters. That's that's so nice to see what he what he's doing there. And uh, yeah, can't wait. As I said, there was a lot of talk in the media about whether he will go with two or three scrum halves. Was there ever a temptation within the the management team? No, no, no. You said from the word go, he's going to go with three scrum halves and three hookers. Uh, it's just no, it's a specialist position and. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, you know, myself at the Lions, I would rather, I would sometimes go for not a specialist scrum off and uh, do it that way. But there's too much at stake. And, uh, you know, your, your hook and your nine are just too too important. And, and he's got three good ones in each position. That's why I think he's doing the right thing. You must be happy with Kwaha Smith. He must be rewarded for the hard work that is put in. Coach, he was one of your solid performers during the Super Rugby campaign. Yeah, I've been blessed to work with, with Kwaka now for seven years. He's just unreal. He's the kind of player, he's, he's just phenomenal. So he deserves it and uh, and I hope he's going to make us proud. And I not hope, I know you will. Was this the reason for his switch from, from sevens to, to fifteens? And also, what does it bring to this Bok team? Yeah, when we had the discussion years back about his sevens and, and he said he achieved what he wanted to achieve there, and I said to Mkwaka then, it was two, three years ago, you can, you can go, go for the real McCoy. You can go for the 15th World Cup. And, and that's why he made that decision. And, and that's why I'm so, so pleased and so, so proud of him. Mm. And, and what does it bring to the team, Coach Swayze de Brain? What does he, sorry, I missed the last Yeah, part. what would you say he brings to the Springbok team, a guy like Kwaka Smith? Oh, it's just, you know, he was... He, he does the unexpected, you know. You'll it'll, the, you'll take the ball wide. You'll arrive there, and normally a loose forward will seal down. You will see if he can create again. He's unreal, and then you pop up here, and he's just he's just the for me. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's he's a brilliant. Uh, he can play six and eight. I've played him even at seven as a runner. Yeah. So he understands loose forward play better than anyone. And what can you tell us about a guy like Heschel Janchis who's bust onto the scene, really taking his chance since making his debut and he's been backed by the coaching staff also? Yeah, I haven't worked much with him, uh, but the little bit I've worked with him, he's a star. You know, that doesn't take long to see that on the training field, the way he operates, the way he goes about it. And then he's got a calmness about him, you know, he doesn't rattle. So, yeah, that's, that's great. One guy that you've worked with is Warren Whiteley. If he was fit and injury-free, was he on the plane to Japan? I would say so, yeah. Especially uh, in the earlier stages, you know. Last year last year when we beat the All Blacks down in Wellington, he was instrumental. And then he was absolutely a certainty. But then I'm so sad for, for Waza or Warren, uh, Waza's his nickname, mm. that that it happened. But, you know, it's, it's uh, he's such a believer he knows it's in God's plan that he's not going, and he'll support the guys with everything he, he's got. And on that note, Coach, what do you make of what's happened with Apiwe testing positive? Have you had a chance to speak to him? And I'm sure it must be a tough time for everyone. Yeah, I, wasn't, I had one or two conversations with him. My heart is bleeding, I must say. 
I, I believe in his innocence until proven guilty. Uh, I know him so well. He's, he's just uh, he's uh, at the line. He's one of our special players. He's a clever guy. He's a, he's a God-fearing man. He's, he's got he's everything that, that I look to into a player. He's one of my heroes on the field. So uh, let's let's hope and believe there was one massive big misunderstanding or and that, that everything will be rectified sooner than, than later because he's just, he's, he's, if you know him, like I know him, it's, it's, it's a big shock to me. And I, but as I said, I believe, until proven guilty, I believe in his innocence. Okay, Coach Swayz, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. We appreciate the few minutes that you've given us and all the best, Coach. Just a pleasure and blessings to you guys, eh? Thank you very much there. That is uh, uh, the Lions head coach there, Coach Swayze Brain, who's of course has, who has been a uh, part of uh, the Springbok setup until recently. And from one coach to another, we've also got Coach Pine Pinar who joins us on the line just to get his thoughts on uh, the Springbok squad announcement. Coach, good evening from us and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Oh, it's a privilege to chat to you. Thank you so much. Any surprises for you in this World Cup squad announcement? Uh, no, not so much. Um, I think uh, Rassi and, and Akajin still show their hands, um, you know, with uh, the way the squad is going to look like, um, you know, with the, with the test that, that played in championship uh, and uh, the last uh, send-off game uh, against Argentina. And uh, I think they really had a, a good idea on, on how the squad is going to look like. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think there's any any, any surprises. Do you think that he's been true to his word? He's rewarded the guys who've been on form and the guys who've who've performed for him consistently. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, um, you know the players that that he, cho- that he has chosen. Uh, you know, they they pretty much on form. Uh, you know, the franchises they represented and uh, the guys from the overseas clubs. You know, they they put up their hands. Uh, you know, with their tournament that they played. Um, so uh, I, I believe this is a, a really exciting squad that uh, that's going to represent the country, and uh, I can't wait for the World Cup. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, our chances, and uh, I think the Springboks currently are, are in a good place, and um, I can't wait for the World Cup to begin. Well, on that note, I mean, there seems to be high expectations from the public coach Pint Pinar. Uh, will they be expecting a lot from this team after the recent rugby championship and after what we've seen under Rasi Erasmus over the past eighteen months or so? I think so. Um, I think they that that played so well, uh, especially uh, against New Zealand um, with the with the draw that picked up, and uh, I think uh, against Argentina um, in Salta they, they they showed you know they can play. They can play away from home uh, pretty well, and uh, I think uh, for our draw, it's going to be exciting that that first first opener against New Zealand. But um, I believe that doesn't matter what happened there. That if we in the quarters, uh, saying probably uh, whoever that, that might be, uh, I think currently if you take a look at all the countries, uh, I think we've we've got a we've got a good chance. Uh, to really uh, get stuck in and, and, and maybe come, come away with that William Webb Ellis trophy. <laughs> we spoke to Brian Habana last week. He said the same thing. He thinks that we have all the ingredients uh, to go all the way this time. How much of a boost also is it to have a fit again captain like Sia Colisi back in the team to lead them at this World Cup? I think Sia, how tremendous his comeback is after the injury. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, he worked so hard to, 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 to get ready and uh, I thought, uh, you, you know, that game he played for Western Province against Pumas, he played so well. 
And, uh, you know, when he, when he came back uh, against Argentina, uh, you know, the original plan was just to play 30 and he, and he didn't want to come off. And then he said, no, you know, he wanted to go 70. So that shows a lot of character on his side, you know, how badly he wants to, to captain this side. And, uh, and I'm so happy that he's back. Oh no, we seem to have lost uh, Coach Pine Pinner there uh, talking to us about uh, the Springbok squad announcement. You can keep your tweets coming through We're using the ha- using the hashtag SAFM spot on on our social media. Uh, we've got one from Nazim who says, uh, I really think the Springbok squad will bring back the web Ellis Cup home and everybody deserves to be there. Yeah, it's tough here to say that uh, there's somebody that's missed out because uh, it, it, uh, Rasi Rasmus was very clear. He played open cards with everybody. Even when we saw this, the, the 31 men that were in Bloemfontein, it was clear that that's the team that is taking uh, to the World Cup. We've got uh, Coach uh, Pine Pinar back with us. Sorry about that, Coach. You were just telling us about how big a boost it is to have Sia and how you've been impressed by how he's managed to come back from his injury. Yeah, so um, I'm so tough that he's back. Um, I think his leadership, uh, you know, is going to mean a lot to the side. And, and not only his leadership, you know, the way that he that he played um, in, the, in the Super Act, he was, uh, you know, was definitely the standout guy in the Storm's back. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm so happy that he's back. What does it take, or what's the key to success to winning a World Cup? Is it, is it, is it a good pack? Is it a good defence? Is it just everybody chipping in and playing their part during the, the entire tournament? I think it's a. I think what what Rossi and his coaching staff is, is getting right is. I think every game you can see there's a good plan. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't 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 matter if it's attack or D. Now I think currently they they're running on, on, on such a brilliant system. Uh, you know, defensively wise they're brilliant currently. I think my point of view, uh, them in England and Wales probably the best defensive sides currently for me. But um, I, I think you know they've got such a good blend. Uh, they've got a massive pack of forwards currently. I think they. Uh, physically-wise, they, they really dominate sides. Uh, you can take that, that game we played against um, New Zealand in, in Wellington. You know, they physically hurt in the all that. So uh, I think uh, he's got such a good game currently. So I think they've got a clear plan, and uh, I, I know Rafi really well. Um, you know, he will, they will definitely outthink other sides, and they will come up with, with, with something special, as they did currently in the championship. Mm-hmm. And um, just looking at the backline, I mean, a guy like Warkalan, Coach Pine, was one of the people uh, that maybe the fans were not sure about. What do you think gave him the advantage in the squad? I think Warik is such an exciting player. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely, you take the Villiers as well. But, uh, no, they've got, they've got two, it's X Factor that, that Warik's got. And uh, I think what, what, is, what is exciting about him, you know, he can kick left and right. Uh, footy and uh, you, you bring definitely something special with ball in hand, um, you know. And I think uh, in a given time and and giving, uh, I don't know how Rashi is going to manage, uh, you know, what games who's yeah. going to play. But um, he had definitely moments of brilliance against Argentina's here with that ten of games. So I'm so excited for him. He's he's, he's one of our guys uh, from the Bulls. So I'm so shocked for him that he that he that he's getting getting. Uh, uh, call up with a 30 man, a 31 man squad. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whenever he gets opportunity. I know he will, he will shine. And a guy like Trevor Nyakane, what have you guys done right with him at the Bulls? He just seems to be going from strength to strength now, <laughs> and and obviously they're looking to use him at tight head and loose head here in the squad. I think, um, especially with, with our scrum coach Don Iman, uh, you know they really worked worked hard under 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 his influence, and uh, I'm so Trevor. He's playing each game 
uh, I think, better and better. Uh, you know, the set pieces, uh, if you can just have a look at that Argentina game that we played in Salta, uh, he, 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 he destroyed the, the, the reset of the Argentinians. <laughs> and uh, I think for him, he brings something else as well, especially when it comes to ball carries and on the defence. Uh, I think he's one of probably uh, outside, you know, one of the better stealers on the ground. So he brings an all-round game. But uh, I think scrum-wise, uh, he's guaranteed for me to be one of the, the, the better targets now. And uh, it'll be an interesting decision for, for, for Rassi, you know, between him and Franz Malarbe. And you sit with Vincent there as well. But uh, Karen, yeah, yeah, all right. I think uh, is probably the best target that, that we've got. How unlucky was Lizzo? Do you think he'll make that standby list? Um, yeah, I feel for him. He, he played so well in the Super Rugby. And... Uh, I think that uh, him and Trevor, uh, you know, from the bull side, you know, they're such a nice combination. Uh, and, and the same, uh, Lizzo brings something else to the game as well. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he works so hard to, to, to get where he's at currently. And, and, and you never know. Uh, hopefully, maybe somewhere uh, something can happen for him. But otherwise, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's 29 now. Uh, you never know uh, what the future what the future holds for him. But uh, he's such an amazing player. Um, I'm very... Uh, you know, I said that he didn't make it, but uh, I feel that uh, hopefully somewhere in the future something can maybe fall fall into place for him. So yeah. Finally, Coach Pine Pinar, is there anybody that you felt was unlucky not to make the squad? No, um, I think I think really that uh, um, you know the, the the players that got you know is, is, is probably the best in form. Um, my point of view, maybe, is I feel that uh, and I know it's a tough position because we're so Yankees and. And, yeah. and Schwarz and Kovic, you know, playing well, but uh, I feel for 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 Embrace Papier and 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 Ivan Fansal because yeah. uh, they've been in a box setup before, uh, you know. So I feel for 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 them. Um, they probably, I know, I'm not being biased by 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 them being at the Bulls, but yeah, I feel that uh, you know maybe I feel unlucky for them. Um, but uh, you know, you can only take three scrum offs, and you know, uh, Herschel he played amazingly, um, you know, for the box, and so you can't fall there and Faf is is in tremendous form. So, yeah, I feel unlucky for them, but uh, I feel that uh, he's got probably the best squad that he, that he could have picked is, is, is going to, to Japan. Well, I'm glad you touched on that because I had it as a as a question. I also didn't know how to ask about Ivan and Ambrose Papir who has seemed to have fallen off the rider. But, uh, uh, yeah, there's still time, especially for uh, for, 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 for the guys. And uh, yes. thank you, Coach Pint Pinar, for speaking Pleasure. to us. We really appreciate so it. Nice Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. Thank you, Coach. Keep well. Call Tabiso now 0891-104-207 And uh, let's continue then talking about the Springbok squad announcement If you want to weigh in, call us 0891-104-207 Our SMS line is 41391 And we do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107 And we're using the hashtag SAFM uh, spot on on uh, social media And we joined on the line now by um, our very own here at the SABC, Kanyiso Tuaku, also with the Tiso Blackstar Sports Reporter. Kanyiso, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Kanyiso. Good evening to the listeners. What a boring squad announcement. Man, we are used to drama in football, cricket. Where's Riza Hendricks? Where's this player? But it seems like everybody's happy here. Well, look, I mean... If you look at the kind of work that Russell put in in terms of building squad depth over the past 18 months, 
Um, it was always going to be an issue of whoever's injured or whoever has issues outside of the team's control was always going to miss out on the World Cup. And that's seemingly been the case because in another year you could say a pure chance even of the World Cup squad is it could be a crisis. But when you look at how the likes of Omar Kasolema, Pimpi, Chesin, Kobe, Spoonkos have performed in the Bok Chesin, you realize that um, those are like-for-like replacements. And when you look at how a player like Omar Kasolema, Pimpi has improved significantly over the past two years, you realize that even though like a chance you won't be at the World Cup, I mean, Rassi has made sure that the players that have, the other players that have played are, are reasonably at the same at the same level. So, so I think the fact that it's drama free is is testament to Rice's planning over the past year and a half. You can't fault him for that. I mean, he's he's planned everything to a T, and having planned everything to a T now, it's pretty clear that he's got every dot, every I dotted, and every T crossed. It's just a case of what will happen against Oplex in Yokohama on, on on September 21. Is that game going to set the tone? Pardon? Is well, that no, game? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Pardon. Yes, it is. Um, whichever way you look at it, um, the box will either face Ireland or Scotland in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And the same applies to New Zealand too. So I think in terms of who faces who in the quarterfinals, um, the game doesn't have much significance to that. The significance, though, is the fact that it's a big test. It's an all-black Springbok test in the World Cup. It's only the fourth time that these teams will be beating in a World Cup. Remember, they met in 1995 in the final. They met in 2002. I mean, they met in, they met in the in the play in the third place playoff in 1999. They met in the quarterfinals in 2003. They met in the semifinals in 2015. So it's going to be the first time they meet in a World Cup. So it, it's a significant game by all stretch, by any stretch of the imagination. The box over the last three games have shown that, for our last four games, they've shown that they can compete with the All Blacks on an even kill. So it's a big game. There's a lot attached to it. So I think it will give an indication of who really wants World Cup. Look, there's still the quarterfinals. I mean, one of the players said that it, um, it, it's one of the most open World Cups that they, I think this beast. He said it's a very open World Cup, and I think it's very true that. The World Cup itself is open, but I think that World Cup opener between the two sides will give an indication of where the teams are and what kind of message they send other teams in the other pools. You were there at the squad announcement today. I guess the general feeling amongst the members of the media was a positive one then from what you're saying, or were there any question marks around the team? No, there weren't, to be honest. I mean, the big, the big question mark was around um, the alleged assault that even um, Ibn is rumored to be involved in it was asked and Erasmus did say that um, if it is if it does happen to be true um, a person who actually may have partaken in such a shameful act wouldn't, wouldn't be part of the squad but he believes Ibn's version of events so besides that and um, also Atria Chanky's um, failed doping test there wasn't much drama. I think we, we all kind of knew what to expect in terms of the World Cup squad we've seen what Rashid has been planning over the past 18 months or so, so they were never going to be surprised, to be honest. I mean, the, one of the happiest people we actually saw there was um, Corbett Reynach, to be honest. Remember yeah, Reynach in 2015. Yes, and he was very, very, very disappointed to have started. I mean, Trevor Yakane, when he walked on stage, he was very happy. He was part of the 2015 World Cup group, but I mean, he's had a very challenging past four years, but I think when it's counted over the past two years, 
his fitness has improved, his conditioning has improved, and most importantly, his core job has improved significantly to a point where um, he's actually he's actually one of those props where you realize that Francois Lerban and Vincent Koch may be fighting for a bench position, and he made a little shimmy where you knew that uh, you could feel that he said he had that smile that I belong here. I've worked hard to be here. So, look, I think that actually what uh, the, the, the issue that Rusty faces is who does he pick as his strongest squad because so many players have raised so many hands over the past four games. I mean, it's a toss-up between who can start between Amoka Max and Abongi Mwana. It, it's a toss-up who can start at lock between Lotti, Yaha, Archies, Neymar, Ebenezer, with Franco Mostad. Who do you start at flank? You know that number eight. Mm. You can start Dwayne Vermeer and, and now at number seven, you, you've got Peter Steps choice and number six, you've got Sia Kondisi. So, I mean, his, his first match day 23, effectively picked itself. I mean, you have a toss-up between who starts as a reserve come off between Herschel, Yankees, and um, and, and Kondas Reynach. You, you've got also another thing where do you play Andre Pollard at 12 because you've got an Elton Yankees at 10? Who do you start at 12? Do you start David Delende or Franz Stein? 13 is a solid day. It's solid day. Um, who do you start at? Do you start Chesney Kobe? Do you start Uzbun Kosi? You can actually pick Chesney Kobe at fullback in another game where you rest, <coughs> where you'll be resting uh, Valile Rue. So, I mean, Russ is spoiled for choice. It's, you, you, you are happy to be him. You also envy him. He knows that <coughs> he's got a squad that can compete at the World Cup. Well, I can only this another story because I'm the Northern Hemisphere team. I mean, if you saw how England overpowered Ireland, England are going to be a serious team at the World Cup. You cannot discount Australians at any at any stage. Wales are going to be a problem. I'm not sure about Ireland because Ireland generally play well in between World Cups and then falter in a World Cup. But again, it, it remains to be seen. But Rice's got his 31-man squad solid. He's also got a very good group of players to pick from in a standby group in the event of injuries. So, yeah, when you say it's boring, it's predictable. But again, it's testament to the preparation and the planning that I've put in. I think whatever happens, whether the box progress past the World Cup, you can't fault the amount of preparation and planning that has gone into this World Cup group. Okay, let's go to some of the voice notes that have uh, come through. Hi, this is Steve Compella from Golden Arrows Football Club. And on behalf of staff at Golden Arrows, our... Please. No, okay, apologies for that. That's definitely uh, not the one about uh, rugby. Um, can you, so you mentioned Gobas Reinach. I mean, we all know what happened back in 2015. Um, I mean, surely this talks to his character that he's been able to bounce back and force his way into this World Cup squad, especially like Coach Pine Pinar had said earlier on that Ivan Fancel and Ambrose Papir were actually ahead of him in the pack. It's true. That is true. And I think Pine has got a spot on because he deals with Ivan and Ambrose um, each week in regard to the booth. I think the issue with Ivan and Ambrose, they are victims of being at the same franchise. Uh, because I think ideally you want every franchise to have a, 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 a scum off who's reasonably close to being a springbok. I mean, Herschel Yankees pretty much um, worked his way through the Stormer system, got to start. And you could see that the lad from Kyle Moore, once he got that opportunity, he, he or you always felt that he was going to be a springbok at some point. I reminded him of a game that he played for Paul Ross in 2014 against, um, uh, against Gray PE, where they lost the game, but where he had an, a, a storm of a game. And I remember the fact that that's where we actually started to notice that he was a springbok. He said at the time, um, he only played because he enjoyed the game and he still 
enjoys the game as much as it does now. But I think for Arenach in particular, there wasn't a lot that he did wrong in 2015. But again, the, um, look, he was very unfortunate to miss out on the World Cup. And I mean, he's put that behind him. You could see in the games coming up, it always felt that he was going to work up. But again, having learned from the mistakes of the past or what happened in the past, he was never going to take it for granted. You could see that he was very, very happy to be on stage today. So it was a very good call from, I mean, I mean look, He's been playing well in England, and a lot of people said that he didn't play well against Argentina. When he, I mean, again, when you know that you, 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 he wasn't playing for his place, mm. per se, but it was always going to be a tough pass for him to to actually raise the standards or maintain the standards. Because, I mean, Hershel Yankees played well, Fast played well, so, I mean, the bar been raised. I mean, 18 months ago, we were talking about a scrum of Christ. It's like the scrum of Christ never existed. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy for all the 31 guys who were in the squad. And I feel sorry for those who didn't make it, especially those um, <clears throat> who, I mean, Marshall could see for example. I think if he wasn't injured, I think he would have got in ahead of Pakistan. So um, another man's pain in a, is another man's pleasure, unfortunately. Okay, let's go to those voice notes now. Other day, this is Sean from Limpopo. Let me tell you, there's just a feeling about a squad when it goes into a World Cup. Uh, we didn't quite know about anything in 95. When they beat Australia, you you had this this feeling about the squad and in 2007 when Jake White was in charge of the squad there was this feeling of calm and uh, focus in the team and I think for the first time since then we've got it um, and I'm not saying we're going to go ahead and win it it's going to be an incredibly difficult we've got probably the hardest one yet because about five or six teams you can win it but we're going to give our best I think and for for the first time in a long time we're going to be very proud of the boys anyway have a fantastic evening so this is Libra here in S London. Uh, can you please ask, um, uh, you know, uh, Kanye Sochako about uh, Marcel Kutsi? I know he's injured, but uh, can you just, uh, you know, explain to us uh, about what type of player is he and what uh, does it bring into the Springbok squad? And if he was fit, you know, what would he have, you know, brought to the Springbok squad? Was and uh, very, very disappointed, you know, uh, disappointed and hurt and sad, in fact, that Marcel did not make that uh, Springbok squad. Uh, I think he's the only player for me that did not make uh, the Springbok squad I think if, if, if he was fit Kocha uh, Smith will, would have not gone to the World Cup so that's the only you know concern for me and worry it's Marcel Kutsia uh, just explain to us you know, I know he was injured in 2016 they came back you know uh, just explain the hurt and the sadness that Marcel Kutsia is going through at the moment thank you very much for speaking to Libra and Islanda Thank you for that, Libra. Can you still remember when Marcel was injured? I think you were one of the people that tweeted that he's one of the unluckiest uh, rugby players. Yes, that is true. I mean, I was at the 2015 game against Argentina at Kings Park when he limped off with a knee injury that pretty much curtailed his trip to the 2015 World Cup. And this time with an ankle injury, he's undergone an operation that will keep him out for 12 weeks. So that's curtain for him. Um, To answer the part, what does it bring? Look, Marcel is a, I don't say a blockbusting flanker, but I think he covers all positions. He's the kind of flanker who can play six, seven, and eight. He goes to, he plays towards the ball. He's a very good ball carrier. He's also effective in the line out. So if you look at the, if you look at the nature of the Springbok pack, he, in, in terms of the loose forwards, he is not an out and out player where he's an out and out fetcher by trade, but he can pretty much fill every role that is also awesome. him. I think in the same manner that CF or DC does. 
that he can mm. do. I think the, the, the one advantage that Sia has that he has got a better attacking dimension, he's got better hands, and I think Sia has a better read of the game. But in terms of physicality, I think they part. In terms of playing towards the ball, I also think that they part. I think the difference, as I said, that the difference between him and Sia is that Sia has a better read of the game, he's got better hands. Um, I think you could move Sia into... I, I think it's a straight, but I think Sia has the hands. They said you play at least a 12, I think. But Marcel, Marcel I think, is the proper rally before, which can play at 6, 7, and 8, without actually feeling the absence of any other player. So I think the caller is actually right when he says that Waka Smith is the beneficiary of, um, of um, Marcel's absence. Because I think, um, in terms of being a proper game-breaker, I, I, I'd always be leading towards... And I think that at 28, um, it's, it's going to be tough for him to get himself up mentally. I think physically it's not an issue. I mean, he's injured both knees. He's been concussed. So I think physically it's not an issue. I think mentally and at 32 when the next World Cup comes around, it's going to be a tough ask for him mentally to raise himself where they can trust his body to actually be ready for another World Cup. Because, okay. I mean, you get yourself ready for another World Cup and then as soon as you just think when you're there, your body felt gives up on you again. For the sake of time, and thanks for those voice notes, by the way, i got to agree with the first one also. I think it was Sean, a sense of calm here in this Springbok squad. That's why I said it's a boring squad announcement because everybody knew what to expect and certainly not a bad thing. You touched on Eben Etzebeth. I mean, what are these allegations leveled against him from your understanding? I saw there was a lot going on on social media yesterday. Now, from what I read, he was involved in an assault and also racial slurs in the town of Langepan, which is, um, a, I think, 125 k from Cape Town. Um, um, he's got a conditional backing from SA Rugby. That, and Rati also said that the, he's with these Rati um, Eapens version of events. But I think as a player, it's the last thing that you, 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 want, um, you, you, you want to hear or want to be involved in on the eve of a World Cup to watch because the Springboks are leaving on Friday. So um, I think that we, we still need the favor of clarity in terms of what took place in Langebon on Saturday, Saturday evening, Saturday night, Sunday morning. But there's an, there is an, an alleged assault issue surrounding Eben Elizabeth. So I think, again, Rashi did say that he does believe Rashi um, Eben's version of Vince. But if um, one of these players or the squad guys, the squad players would be involved in such, in, in such um, weird behavior, they wouldn't be part of the World Cup squad because that would be breaching the trust of the squad and the trust of the coach. Okay, great stuff. Can you so thank you very much for uh, speaking to us here on SAFM. Thank you very much, Tabito. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Well, I did mention that it's a sad day for the South African broadcasting community after the, we woke up to the news of uh, the passing of seasoned uh, sports journalist David Kekana. Um, his family confirmed his uh, untimely passing this morning via a statement. And uh, we are joined on the line now by two men who worked closely with David Kekana for a very long time. Uh, but let's start with Walter Mukwena, who joins us on the line. He's now with the Sports Ministry. Walter, um, good evening under these difficult circumstances and thanks again for speaking to us. Good evening, Tavis, and good evening to the SFM listeners. You actually shocked us when we spoke to you a couple of days ago when you told us about uh, uh, about uh, DK's illness. And I saw your heartfelt message on social media today. How have the past few hours been for Walter Mukwen? Yeah, very difficult. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I just uh, came back now from uh, visiting the family, um, the mother and the sister, Mando. It's been hard because, <clears throat> you know, David and I, we uh, we've had what you call a, we would call a long and enduring 
a friendship and relationship for just over two decades, uh, which is quite rare in this industry where you meet people and and very quickly the whole thing fizzles out. But with David, it was he was like a brother to me and an uncle to my children. So it's been very very difficult because she's the one guy I knew. Uh, I would never judge me, and I would never judge him, and. Uh, he would have my back, I'd have his back. I don't have to explain myself to him. So it's my friend, brother, and confidant. He's gone, and, um, you know, with, with that, I'm pretty much left all alone in the sense of brotherhood that I've developed and nurtured uh, over 20 years. <clears throat> and I saw in your statement, I don't think a lot of people were even aware of this, that there was a certain point where you were uh, hijacked or almost hijacked, and he even he came through for you during that difficult moment. You know, I was relating this story then to the mother that, you know, <clears throat> at the time, um, I think it was 2007, 2008, something like that, um, the week where my, my firstborn uh, was born, um, I just been driving from home from a soccer zone show and uh, when this whole thing happened my then uh, partner uh, Pearl Tusi phoned David to say something has happened to Walter and David drove, drove from Painton to Lone Hill and he arrived there carrying a gun that his wife then had removed the bullets so when he arrived there that's the funny part about it, you know, and the police were now there. They wanted to search everybody. He says, no, don't touch me. You should have caught these criminals instead of searching me. Meanwhile, he looked at his firearm uh, and realized that they're not even bullets. And we would later laugh about it. He said, my friend, you know, you love me so much so that you're prepared to put your life on the line, yet uh, your firearm didn't even have any ammunition. But we would later laugh about it. But that was the you know, the nature and the character of the man. He was prepared to give even that which he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I've never met a more generous and a more caring man than, than David. And hence, our long-standing relationship and, and friendship, which has seen many highs and some lows in that 21 years. We've also got another f- former colleague of uh, David Gekarna and former colleague of yours too, Walter, Mr. Tsepo Mabona, who joins us on the line. Tsepo, I know you're at the airport, but thank you very much for being able to take our call this evening. Thank you very much, Tavisa, and uh, thanks for talking to you, to your listeners. And when, when did you become aware of, uh, of David's condition, and how has today been for you, uh, Tsepo Mabona? Uh, it's been... <laughs> Two weeks ago, um, when I heard from a colleague of ours, uh, Osbongele, who is managed the floor of us and David, that uh, David has not been well. And uh, and, and, and it, it saddens me because it, it almost felt like uh, David has followed the same path as uh, Kevisa, where, uh, you know, we struggle with taking care of our icons from a broadcaster's point of view, and they fall sick, and all of a sudden uh, he has passed on. And it has been very, very painful because uh, I only discovered that he passed on this morning. And and initially I did not believe it, you know, Mm. because of the man that we know David to be. David is a fighter, 
and they would always uh, stand in front of everyone to take the bullets. And it's been it's been really really painful, and I feel for uh, his his family and, and mostly his, his daughter. Mm. And I know they had a lot of challenges that he had to deal with in his in his in his, in his career, and a lot of people are talking about it today uh, here at the SABC. But like you said, I mean, he would take a bullet for anybody, and he tried to face these challenges and fight them head on. I guess that talks to the nature or the character of the man that was David Kekan. Yeah, it's it's one of the best characters uh, of David. He was, he was a man who wanted to unite people. You know, there were challenges in SABC is, uh, when I was there. Is Sometimes there was infighting between the colleagues, but they would step in and be the one uh, that says, you know what, we need to go out uh, and let's let the steam off. Let's go out. And you would call Steve, for example, and say, Steve, can we organize a night out for the guys? Because I see there's tension, but no one is talking. And he'd be the one that uh, uh, wanted a, a very comfortable and peaceful studio. And he took it upon himself uh, and, and to do that. And I think uh, for, for us uh, that have been looking at his career from a, a journalist writing for print uh, into TV and his, his honesty and his, his care for the game itself, is I thought by now David would have headed as it is his sport, you know. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that this day had to come. Well, Duvila Mateza says on Twitter, remember he dragged me out of bed to accompany him to Parliament to meet with the Portfolio Committee on Communications in one of our escapades trying to help pull SABC Sport uh, together. Also, Tsepo, everybody talks about his smile, always laughing, happy, never seems to be bothered. Would you agree with that? Ah, you should have seen the other side. <laughs> I know everyone talks about his smile. Ah, you should have seen David angry. Uh, I mean, I... I, 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 <laughs> I remember... <laughs> I remember this was a guy not to piss off because uh, he would. He, I, I think that he tended to hold everything inside, no? and and then when it came out, you would be at the worst time uh, in in your life. But as I said, you know, uh, is uh, his anger would not last a moment. Uh, the next day, he, he would be the guy that would give you a call. Or, uh, because it was very close to Muzimas. So you give him the call and then he turned on and said, Bulala. But I slung a name is Kulu. You know? <laughs> and, and that was the beauty about David. You would know that he had let it go and he wanted to look forward. And he, he, he would be the one guy who would tell you exactly how he felt. And, and it would be up to you to then take it and, and, and go forward with it. Because, you know, we, we, we used to crack a lot of jokes and, and and he would be the one that, that used to show the way. Sometimes on a joke, when you're cracking a joke, it's not always a joke to someone else, you know? Mm. Someone would take it very seriously. And uh, But I loved how he would protect the colleagues. Uh, he would always step in front of the line and say, if people had to go, I would go first. And he was just that type of guy, you know? And and okay, so I guess the one problem about David would be when we wanted to go out. If it was not his turn, he'd be like, "I'm gonna hear guy." I'd be that guy. It leave you hanging, and and that shows the quality of a man. It, it wasn't swayed by the crowd, but it was just about his terms and about what he had committed to, and not what they can. Mm. Well, Tsepo, thank you for joining us. I know you've got a flight to catch, but we appreciate the time. Walter, if you can just stay with us for two more minutes, we just want to take a quick break. 
at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still talking to Walter Mukwena after the sad news today of the passing of David uh, Kekana. Walter, I mean, um, I know that um, a lot of people talk about uh, David as a sports uh, a commentator, but he was much more than that. He had a bigger role to play here at the SABC. He was a researcher, he was a writer, he was also a producer, also worked on some of these new shows that we're seeing now on TV. How much hard work went into this man's craft and how important is versatility in this industry? You know, many people would not be aware perhaps that David was a school teacher in Soweto. Um, yes, I actually heard that. Before he, he he went into uh, into journalism, he was a school teacher. David actually has got three degrees. Uh, he later uh, was at UJ, uh, got a degree in communications, and would later study together at the UJ School of Leadership, where he received his honors in um, in African Studies and Public Policy, which we graduated together. Mm. And he was also active in politics as well. He was uh, the deputy chair of the Begum Keys uh, in a branch uh, um, close to where he lived in Cresta. So he was actually quite involved even with the, the Premier, uh, Premier David Makura Social Cohesion Games. He was one of the conveners there. He would usually pick the team. Uh, the David Kekan 11 that plays against uh, the David Makura 11. So mm. he was actually <clears throat> quite involved, but also a, a walking encyclopedia of uh, sport, not only football. I mean, with David Kekana, with his beloved Manchester United, which switched from mm-hmm. that to, to world cricket, to, to rugby, to, you know, to tennis. Mm. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. I mean, I was, I must be honest, I wasn't anywhere near the quality of his knowledge on sport. I mean, I am a pretty much a one-trick pony, but I, with people like David around, I mean, David, I'll be, uh, I'll be phoning him and he'll be telling me about, did you check the, the latest cricket match? I'm like, what match? Then the next day I call him, he says, Jesus, what the rugby game, Richie McCaw and the Crusaders. I was like, this man was just a sports fanatic. Uh, all things sport he was very passionate about. But of course, he he was one of the pioneering researchers long before there was Google. Yes. Oh, Google became, you know, very popular. This Google was launched in '98, long before it entered our daily lives. David Kekana was already the guy who knew um, the Men's Day Cup game that was played on this year, who scored the winner in extra time. You know, all of that thing. He already knew that. And whenever I did, I needed to do some research. I'll just call him and say, "David, let's meet for coffee." And you would be rattling the team that started in 1988, Bob's final between Chiefs and Pirates, who was in goals for, for Pirates. And I mean, the guy was incredible. And he, he, he always had also, if you wanted to get hold of somebody in sport or across the board, mm. you called David within a few minutes. If he's yeah. not, the number is not in his phone. He's got a little book that which he's going to find the number. And he had the number. If you wanted Monique Joseph, Dane Plate, Gordon Nickerson, you will find them in no time. I can attest to that. And finally, you are with the family today. Um, uh, is there any news on the memorial service or when he'll be laid to rest? The memorial service um, is scheduled for Wednesday at the Rema Church in Runbeck for 9, 9 for 9.30. And um, the family would have a private uh, cremation ceremony uh, thereafter. So... Uh, people want to pay their last respects. They, uh, 
are invited to come to the memorial service, which is open to public on Wednesday at 9 for 9.30 at Rama Church. And there will be no public uh, burial. Rather, um, respecting David, wishes that his body be cremated and the family has acceded to that. And that will be a private ceremony. Okay, Walter, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us and stay strong. And uh, uh, thanks again for, for updating us and, uh, and remembering oh. David Kekana. Oh, thank you very much, Tavis. And also, when we made that call a week and a half ago for the okay. prayers, we know that prayers also, um, you know, it's not always what we wish for, but the prayers for him to, you know, to meet his end with dignity, which uh, we believe has happened. And thank you so much also for, for making the call. Thank you, Walter. And thank you also for making that public service announcement there. We also have on the line the Sundowns Captain Klompo Kekana, who also paid a, tri- uh, a moving tribute to David Kekana today. Uh, Klompo, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you for speaking to us. Oh, okay. Hello, Klompo. Oh, okay, we seem to have lost uh, Lompo Kekana there. I know that he did speak to SABC Sport today. Uh, and he was actually very close to uh, David Kekana, and uh, that's what we just wanted to uh, find out more uh, from Lompo about his relationship. Lompo, good evening. Uh, thank you for uh, speaking to us. Okay, no, we can, we don't seem to be winning there with the Lompo Kekana. Vili Lemnyando is also with us there on the line. Oh, there's Lompo. Lompo, are you there? Okay, no, today is not our day, and I uh, guess it gives us a chance then. Is Velile there? <laughs> no, apologies, nobody is there. I can see them on the line, but um, it just seems like they can't hear us, or I just, I just can't get through. Let's try it one more time. Shlompo, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good evening, Skipper. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening and thanks for having me, my brother. We heard you speak to some of our SABC reporters uh, today. I mean, Lompo, just tell us about uh, your your relationship with David Kekana, as we remember well, uh, him. I would say our relationship was very deep. Uh, you know, we share in this. We're from the same tribe and same village. Um, I would say he helped me so much in this industry that I'm in. Um, I don't know anything to how to handle myself <coughs> and how in how to certain things so i would say a big loss to not only to me but uh to the people of the village that we come from which is the red and it's sad that uh, we lost a very very good man mm. were you related in any way or did you come across in in this industry as you as a footballer and him as a broadcaster well uh, i would say we were related uh if i look at the way we come from the village and him he grew up at and uh where my grand my grandfather comes from. So we we found that uh, area where from the royal families of the regular region. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that like I said that we I've managed to know him in a very personal life. So yeah, it's it's super sad to, to really say, say that we lost a very good man. And how will you remember him, Skipper? Well the the things that he, he used to to say after the measure I always play and the, the things that he always try to 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 share with me, especially the the things that I didn't know about because he's older than, than me obviously. Mm. Um yeah, the 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 more he's such a very traditional man that he used to share the uh, uh, morals of how we should we should carry our our training and uh 
more than anything how to to respect other people. So I will remember him as a very respectful man and as a very very uh, calm man in the situation. I always uh, uh, him whenever I'm I'm I'm, I'm sad or. Uh, I'm down. I know he will have come with, uh, with a, a very inspirational word. Mm. Well, Lompo, thank you very much for uh, speaking to us. We appreciate your tribute uh, in remembering David Kekan and all the best, Kipper. That's the Sundowns Captain Lompo Kekan. Apologies to Velile Mnyandu. I'd love to spoken to him, but we seem to just have an issue with our lines. Hopefully, we'll catch up again with Velile later in the week. Our time is up. My name is Tabiso Musia, SAFM Spot On.